Hello, and welcome to another episode of Special Ed Rising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, the show that speaks to parents and caregivers on topics related to the world of exceptional needs and related educational services. If you crave knowledge and support in a low-stress environment, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have 34 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness and positive role modeling for your children. Always keep you and your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health in mind. Health in these areas will allow you to be all you hope to be for them. Today's podcast is a brief one and builds off of last week's strong theme. I'll be focusing on the idea of appreciating and maximizing our natural physical and mental capabilities when we meet with challenges that take that extra effort. And this goes for everyone, non-disabled and disabled. Afterwards, stay tuned for a tip of the cap offering today's parenting tip and my good news community share where you'll hear some positive news happening in the world of exceptional needs and related education. So lace up and let's connect with our potential and persevere to another win. If we assume at the top of this episode that we are all humans with certain potential based on our physical and mental state, and that equally we are humans who lack certain potential, we can reason that one person's strengths will be different from another's and vice versa. Establishing that as our baseline, let us then look at the idea of being confronted with a challenge that tests our potential and how we can embolden ourselves to maximize our natural gifts to overcome that challenge. Disabled and non-disabled people have the availability to find their drive towards success from anywhere. It might be from a person, or it might be from an event, or a thing. Always, I say, as long as it isn't something that inspires intended hate or harm. This past Saturday, I ran in a USTA National Championship 10K race. None of that has anything to do with me, but it sounds cool. It's a race that is run under that title with rewards for elite runners. The rest of us nearly 4,000 runners are vying for our own personal reasons, be it personal best times, sharing an experience with others, or just being part of something wonderfully bigger than ourselves. Now, for those that don't know, a 10K run is 6.2 miles in length. This particular course has several hills to descend and ascend, and some decent stretches of seemingly never-ending straightaways. So it can be a bear, and it requires different amounts of effort from each runner, depending upon their natural gifts, intentions, and how they measure success for themselves. As I get a little older and a little slower, I debate with myself over what my goals and intentions are for running this race. There is the forever dream of breaking the 50-minute mark, and then there is the reality that the closest I will probably ever come to that is the 52 minutes I ran it in about seven years back. So the intention now begins with, I just want to finish and enjoy the experience. But then I begin training, and suddenly I'm gripped with the possibilities of running for time and seeing what I can do if I'm able to push myself. Any given Sunday, right? Or in this case, Saturday. But you get it. So many factors. How does my body feel? How well did I train? The weather. That's a huge one for me as I don't do well under hot and humid conditions. I want to also say here that I am not a full year-round runner. I train for events, and so were I to really be fully committed, 
I might be able to break the 50 minutes, maybe. But I don't see myself being that kind of runner, so my hopes have to be gauged against the model of runner I actually am. I'm kind of like the person who practices their faith only on a holiday. I pop in and out. I've been very conscious of those people, students, friends, and relatives, who are unable to run at all, let alone such a distance. I've often reflected, from the time that I was a boy hanging around my uncle who was a paraplegic, on what I am capable of and being grateful for what my body allows me to do. I'm reminded that nothing is promised and nothing is guaranteed every day. So as I set out on my journey for this race, I kept front and center of my mind how fortunate I am that I can even participate, let alone aim for a satisfying time. I think some of the most satisfying experiences I've had have been the ones where I've seen a student with cerebral palsy, kabuki syndrome, autism combined with motor issues, etc., take steps for the first time without braces, watch them walk without crutches, and go from walking to running. And it wasn't so much that they could walk, but more that they had a drive to try. And for those less aware, they must have instinctively known that there was more for them to achieve with their legs. It's not that they were better or worse if they succeeded or failed. Acceptance of who they were, ambulatory or not, was a given. It wasn't entirely about the jump in their ability, as it was that they went for it. For those that were more aware of the others in their environment, perhaps they were driven by what they saw in another's ability to walk. Maybe it was a test for themselves. Maybe it was to see smiles on the faces of significant people in their life through their effort. Whatever motivated them, they used it to try and reach a place, to push beyond and to discover the extent of their reach and power. My mom is sinking further into the depths of dementia slash Alzheimer's, and her speech is degrading. There are words that are still there, kind of a knee-jerk, deep-seated, and therefore intelligible. And then there are original thoughts that just can't break through the dam and the haze of the thicket she has to cut through. The other day, she was trying to speak following having just said something unexpected to me, which was such a pleasant surprise. So much so that when she struggled to tell me something soon after, I reminded her that it's still there within her. The ability to speak is still available. I encouraged her to take her time and relax and trust her ability. I left it there, not really knowing that this kind of pep talk could amount to much. But about 10 minutes later, she looked at me, and with every muscle in her face and body, she said, I'm tired. You must be tired, too. It still brings me tears as I say it, because it was like a miracle of the will. I heard my mom taking care of me, and I haven't in recent times, and, and thought I may never experience that again. She dug deep and found her ability, and perhaps she was motivated to find it in her to show her concern for me. I know she says it with her eyes often, but to hear it is something that will play in my head for the rest of my life. When I ran this race, I thought of my mom, and how if she were able to search her depths to connect with her potential and to find those words to comfort me, then I had the courage to go deeper, faster, and for longer than I had given myself the task of doing in any prep run or imagined run to find my potential on that day and hit the 55-minute mark, which was my fastest time in five years. If I can dig, you can dig too. Can you dig it?
It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from parentmap.com. Appreciate that things improve with time. Your child's prognosis may not improve, his or her condition may be debilitating and deteriorating, and these are hard, hard things. But some things do get easier with time. Time, for better or worse, means more experience, more practice, greater perspective. Today's Good News Community Share comes from DisabilityScoop.com and is entitled, Apartment-Style Classroom Prepares Students in Special Ed for Life After High School by Joni Hess of the Times-Picayune, the New Orleans Advocate. A small group of Fontainebleau High School students with physical and cognitive disabilities trickled into the makeshift apartment classroom, two instructors in tow. Excited and smiling, the students greeted the adult staff as they walked past the handicap-accessible front-load washer and dryer, past the kitchen, and into the main living area where an adapted physical education lesson was slated to begin. Physical fitness doesn't just stop after high school, physical education coach Scott Cave told them. You don't just have to go to a gym. You can utilize the space around you. The students in Cave's group are among more than 300 with cognitive and physical disabilities in St. Tammany Parish Public Schools who spend part of their school days learning life skills in apartment-like settings at Mandeville High School and Slidell next to Brock Elementary School. Called Thrive, the program uses the centers to provide learning opportunities that supplement academic instruction, helping students prepare for independent living. In addition to home living skills they work on here, there is also a training lab, says Susan Munster, the St. Tammany Parish School District's Assistant Director of Students with Exceptionalities. They may learn office work like filing or how to alphabetize. They may learn how to work a cash register. It's a myriad of skills. On the other side of a thin wall, teacher Chris Davenport led a lesson on using a washing machine, explaining to the students how clothes get dirty and why they need to be cleaned. He broke down each step of the washing process before leading the students to the kitchen. Davenport presented different methods of cooking, ranging from the stovetop to the microwave, but one student thought there should be more options. I like cooking in the air fryer, he shouted. I think sometimes as parents, we think that kids just get things through osmosis because they've seen us do it so many times. But they really don't, says Carrie Sue, the district's director of students with exceptionalities. The Thrive program was implemented a year ago, adding to a long list of services and resources within the department. The program's start followed a year of remote learning and that ended with a complaint against the school districts to the State Department of Education. The complaint filed by Loyola Law Clinic and lodged by the parent of a student with a disability alleged that students with disabilities suffered large-scale learning loss due to inadequate instruction with remote schooling during the pandemic. An agreement that settled the complaint set guidelines on whether students with disabilities qualify for additional learning opportunities. District officials said that they'd been working to recoup learning loss since August 2020 through progress screenings and interventions. In a video on the school district's broadcast network, a parent lauded the Thrive program's impact. I think practical application is important and helping them apply that in a normal setting. We all need to thrive in order to survive, and that's what these kids need. 
Good luck to them. That program sounds like a terrific model. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show is from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Special Ed Rising, Facebook at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or my contact pages on Facebook or my website. I would love for you to share some of your stories, which I can add to the community share page of my website. And with your permission, I'd love to share your submission with the audience. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising. Mm -hmm.